Welcome to the Innovation and in Government Show, sponsored by Kerasoft. Each month, we'll talk with industry experts who enable innovation and make government more responsive and secure by advancing key technologies. Now, here's your host, Jason Miller. My guest today is Winston Chang, the Public Sector Chief Technology Officer at Snowflake. Winston, thanks so much for taking the time. Great to be here, Jason. Thank you. Let me set just a little bit of context for our conversation today. Data, as we know, is the engine that powers agency IT modernization efforts. It powers improvements in customer experience. And of course, data powers better cybersecurity. The challenge for all agencies is the ability to harness that data and how they can use the cloud to drive better and faster decisions. Agencies help to break down information silos, ensure secure data sharing is the rule, not the exception. One example of this is for the Veterans Affairs Department. It's creating a new master data management system. The goal of this is this backend system is to take data elements and share them across the agency. They were creating a centralized data repository, if you will, for the entire agency. GSA's Data and Analytics Center of Excellence says there's three main steps for agencies that they should consider to move in this, in this direction. This includes developing a roadmap, creating a resourcing plan, and determining your governance approach, centralized, decentralized, federated. We know every agency is moving along this maturity path for how they use, manage, and share their data. So what are some of those considerations as agencies continue to, to develop their approaches in, in data management? Well, that's where my guest comes in. Once again, I'm joined by Winston Chang, the Public Sector Chief Technology Officer at Snowflake. Winston, we've been talking about data now for it feels like 15 years, 20 years, uh, how long it's been? Long time. Long time. But it's really key here because it really can help agencies simplify this data, this digital transformation strategy that involves obviously the cloud. Talk a little bit about what you see, what you're hearing from your agency customers, what you're seeing in the, in the, in the public sector. Well, I think with cloud migrations and the move to the cloud, we're really starting to see that next generation of technology come through. And all of the infrastructure that is the cloud has now been used and some of the first order problems have sort of been attacked and understood. We've had some failures and come back to it. So now what you're seeing across the markets are all of these aggregations, they're abstractions on top of the cloud. And the benefit of those abstractions is that they really allow for the technology to better fit the, uh, the business models. So in that with data, it makes so much more sense, right? There's so many constraints prior, whether it was on-prem or early in the cloud, that data silos we talk about. We talk about uh, the need for compute and having to replicate your data multiple times or data sharing and how you have to copy it. Now the ability out there, the technology exists out there where that management is all seamless. It's all taken care of. And it's all taken care of across, across different cloud vendors. So it's not just you're stuck on Google or you're stuck on Amazon. Now you can move kind of freely throughout it. And that brings a whole different effect. Right? It essentially can bring a network effect to how data is utilized, both as an enterprise, an individual company or agency in our case, um, all the way to globally how we look at data. I want to go back to something you said. Um, you, you mentioned the, that, that first order challenges, problems are better understood. Now we're about aggregation and abstraction. What do you mean by that? How, if I hear those words, I'm thinking aggregation of data. I'm hearing thinking aggregation of systems or, or, or abstraction of what? Maybe right. fill, fill, fill in some of those. So goals. at the high level, what we're seeing as a need out there right now, and this is 
across agencies and to, you know, in commercial. And it's funny because the data problem is very similar to the data problem in the commercial sector, even though the application downstream are very different. But the idea is that we want to abstract our data layer and we want to abstract our application layer. And that allows for a lot of simplicity in the way that the data and the applications are tied to what the business needs, right? You gotta remember that technology is ultimately a function of supporting the business and supporting the business mission. The closer aligned we can do that, the better, right? Um, a great example of something that's been very hot recently is the uh, low-code, no-code. It has been huge, and it's because it allows an abstraction of having to do full-stack development where you really can just align to your business and think about your business and not worry about the other stuff. Similarly here, when we deal with data, which is sort of our bailiwick, the abstraction allows you know, the architecture, the data management, the governance, all of those things to be closer aligned to how the business needs to operate with less concern about the technical, you know, are you running on you know, a Windows server? Or are you running on Red Hat? Or you know, do you have this many servers that you're trying to launch this compute because you have too many people hitting your data? All those things are no longer a concern because of the abstraction. Uh, that's really helpful, and I appreciate the example of the low-code, no-code. I think people are starting to understand what that means. Like, oh, I, I can just do the piece I need to do instead of the entire entire code base. And then when you bring it down to the governance, because I think that's one thing that agencies definitely struggle with is how do I manage all this data? There's so much comes in. Is that an area that when you talk to customers that that's the biggest area of challenge or is there, what, what are you seeing? Certainly there's, there's a couple of challenges. I, I would couch it as- well, There's plenty of challenges. <laughs> but the, the management certainly, yeah. right? They're, the first part of that management is data silos. Like, it's so difficult to get all the data you need in the right place at the right time and then make it usable. But we're even just starting to tackle like the first piece, right? Uh, we can come back to thinking as to why are data silos created? And they have to do with the fact that we are attacking one business problem at a time and then we have to build a vertical stack in order to solve that. Now, when you abstract that data layer, when you can put that entire data layer on one system, that multi-cloud, right, goes across everything, same user experience, which is drastically simplified. Now, all of a sudden, the whole way you think about architecting and solving problems as a business completely changes. One of the things about this, this move toward the business and, and getting kind of making the technology easier, I think that's being driven by this comfortability of the cloud. You mentioned it doesn't matter what cloud you're using, it, you know, by, by abstracting the data layer, by abstracting the application layer, you can cut across, you, you're going to live in this hybrid cloud environment, which we know agencies will for the future. Do you get a sense that the, the business needs, the business requirements are really coming to the forefront more than ever? N not just because we had a pandemic and because people realized how hard it was, but because it's just this maturity that's happening across the community? I certainly think so, and, and if we actually look to the commercial sector, I think we can sort of see where that progression moves. So where we are mostly in public sector is we're beginning to break down those barriers to bring all the data into one place. And then that means now we have access, we can put true governance across all data versus kind of governance piecemeal. 
and we can understand what we're actually looking at holistically and manage that properly. The second piece of that is then utilization. And the utilization is the compute piece. Now, we've already kind of dealt with that just because public sector is actually on a third version of that, which, which we'll get to. But the compute now is all of a sudden those second order problems now that they're solved, your business opportunities are now wide open. So it's no longer we can't do that because of this technical constraint or this process constraint. Now it's we can do everything. What is our imagination open to? And now the third piece is monetizing the data. And there's a question mark on that with how that will work out in public sector. I certainly see demand from a number of agencies who want to look into how to do that, both as just a public service, but also not just the data they're monetizing, but all the algorithms that they've built around the data that should be out there for the public. They want to figure out how do they put it out there and, and how can they do it in the most cost-effective way. You use the term monetizing. Let me take a half a step back. Because mm -hmm. I think when people hear that, they're going to think, well, government can't make money. So you're not meaning it in the idea of how do I make a profit, but it's the idea of how to take that data that you've just been working hard to manage, to put governance around, to, to clean it up, to make it, if you will, even a single source of truth, and how to open it up so others can use it for, for benefits of society. I think that's, that's yeah. a loose term yes. of monetizing. And, and there are different opportunities. Probably don't need to dig too deep into this, but uh, a great example of monetization is USPTO, right? Like, they charge fees for having to process applications, just the nature of their work, but they are a revenue generation center. Similarly, when most agencies look at the value of their data to the public, no one's questioning the fact that you know, government data is the public's data. I'm going to be very straight about that. But it's the services that they can put around it, and then they can alleviate a lot of their costs. So I agree with you. It's not like profitability in the commercial market. But there's a, and there's a huge cost to this data every day. We, we know that agencies are overwhelmed by how much data they're, they're bringing in. And, and when you add, again, kind of swerving off topic a little bit, they add all these connected devices, the IoT devices and, and OTIT. We could go on forever down to that, that, that path, I'm sure. You mentioned that the public sector is moving to kind of the third version of, of kind of the, the digital transformation effort. You know, version one was early 2010s, oh, we got to go to the cloud, move the cloud, a lot of lift and shift. Uh, probably, what's, what would you characterize as the second, and why are we going into the third? So the lift and shift, right? We're moving on-prem, but we're building it like it's on-prem in the cloud, right? The, the next generation are the initial fundamental, leveraging the fundamental infrastructure services, and every one of the cloud provider has these, right? Uh, I think we saw those individual services like Hadoop, right? It was, it was a great software. Everyone was dropping data into Hadoop. Uh, the third is the abstraction. That's kind of where I was taking it with the abstraction is people have realized just like any software as a service taking over, well, frankly, all of like Silicon Valley is that so much of this can be automated and it can be automated and automated at scale. And so not an, an individual does no longer has to automate that data or automate all those processes, automate all the infrastructure. They can just pay for a service. And honestly, you don't have to build it. So the build by question, like the initial piece of the build by is way cheaper because there's zero cost. And the truth of the automation is, is at scale, you know, for us, we can do it probably cheaper than anyone can do it who builds it themselves and just runs it. 
So the operational cost actually makes more business sense from a build-by decision. And the key piece to this, of course, also is APIs, this idea of you can build this abstraction, you can separate the data letter, layer and the application layer, but you still need that integration to happen. And like I had a really great interview recently with USDA, they have an API first, and they build all these APIs that are really pushing out the data. Is that the other, that's part of this third generation is this understanding the use and the take advantage of APIs? So APIs definitely have their place. And, but I would say that we've designed something a little different and I know we weren't intending to really to like talk about our technology specifically, but it is a unique differentiator in that the architecture of Snowflake is designed that every data object doesn't have to be copied. With an API, you're still pulling data. Like to some extent, unless you're just full retail, real like time streaming like the API, you're making copies of it. You're pulling it into another database. You're, you're spinning up a data mart with the data that you pulled from this API and that API to combine it. With our technology, you're not doing that at all. It's one copy. And so that changes everything. In the same way that like blockchain changes the way that you can do business because it's immutable, right? We have one copy and that allows for you know, a wholly different way of managing your business. I appreciate that because I think a lot of people think of sharing, oh, it's got to be an API, it's got to be an API. Mm-hmm. So it's great that you put a little finer point on that. I appreciate that. It's also a good time for a break because when we come back, we can get into some of these details about really why we're talking so much about data and why it's so important. You're listening to the discussion Innovation in Government, sponsored by Kerasoft on Federal News Network. Snowflake for the public sector makes it easy to modernize and accelerate cloud migration, share data securely and seamlessly, and ensure data governance for improved resiliency and enhanced mission outcomes. Snowflake is FedRAMP authorized and enables public sector organizations to spend more time on what matters most, enabling a data-informed government. Learn more at snowflake.com slash public sector. That's snowflake.com slash public sector. Welcome back. You're listening to the discussion Innovation in Government, sponsored by Kerasoft on Federal News Network. I'm your host, Jason Miller. My guest today is Winston Chang, the Public Sector Chief Technology Officer at Snowflake. Now, Winston, before break, we're talking about this idea of simplifying digital transformation using the cloud, driving towards business mission needs versus just the technology side. Really, the other piece that we've got to go down is, is this idea of collaboration, because really that's what business collaborating with technology, collaborating with citizens, collaborating with businesses, so on and so forth. You know, so let's talk about how can taking this data-centric approach really drive that, that successful collaboration with the mission areas. Certainly. So I think we all understand that data foundationally is the underlying, you know, we have tons of analogies, oil, basis, whatever you want to call it, but it underlies all of the decision-making, all of the ways that we would need to collaborate behind our businesses and or achieving our missions. What we're seeing is that in a lot of ways, we're seeing a network effect, similar to how social media took off, where collaboration is able to scale massively and happen at multiple levels. And the technology is there today where that scale can happen and those levels can be differentiated, almost self-defined by whatever agency they want it to be, right? So I'll give you an example. If we talk about manufacturing, you'll see a a gigantic, we have these commercial customers, 
they're manufacturing something. They are obviously, first level is just taking all the data, sharing it among their own programs. Every one of their groups, you know, all those types of things. The second level is every one of their suppliers and partner networks. And so that can go, that can be huge, right? I mean, some of these companies are gigantic and their partner networks have huge supply chains. The third is the open source data that's just available from all these different agencies. So now if you're manufacturing and you're worried about a supply chain issue, you can connect that issue not just to your partners, but to weather or to the price index uh, volatility of a specific gold or you know, something that's being traded. All those things come into play and now you're making decisions at those multiple levels. And where those levels exist, you can define via software. Right? That's ultimately what it is. You're defining it by code. So, you know, this can work for DOD, this can work for Department of Commerce, this could work for any agency and department within the federal government, and they can have those fine-grained, fine-tuned definitions which allow for the collaboration to be optimized. It seems a bit overwhelming, just to be honest. I mean, if you think about all these levels of data, all these levels, is where are agencies as you talk to them about, are they still in that sharing among themselves? That's the hard one. And then we can start looking at sharing among other agencies. And I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. I just heard uh, a little bit of, of news about Bureau of Fiscal Service finally got approval from Congress to share data with SSA and get data from the master death file. Like something we're all like, why haven't this been done years ago? But it seems like they're just entering that phase two piece. So, so there are three basic constraints that we're dealing with, right? There's one is the fundamental technology, the sharing of the data. The second is the actual processes, which for federal, you know, especially, I would also put in the authorities and all the legal parameters that sort of get in that. And then there's the culture. So the way that I kind of look at it is the technologies out today and, you know, us being one of those technologies is we can really reduce a couple of those factors. We can reduce the technology piece. Data sharing for us is simple. It's like two clicks, and we've had agencies do these proofs between interagency, right? But even just to get to doing a proof like that, you then have to deal with the process. So how does the data get there? But then the process of your, your MOUs, your you know, ISAs, uh, you know, and I can't even remember what all the acronyms mean. But then you get all these things that like authority of collection. So if you know someone over here can, has the authority to collect, but you know, another agency over here has to actually use that data, how do you even navigate that legal parameter of who can collect it and how it has to be transferred? So we can help in those ways because of the, the way technology is now derived on software, these policies and these sharing can really reduce the risk of sharing. And that is because you can put on top of it policies that are automated that automatically check. You can watch the metadata that moves back and forth. So in that case, we actually reduce two pieces of this. We reduce the size uh, or the issues of the technology, how quickly it can connect. And then we can, it, we can actually reduce the process, procedure, policy piece. And that completely changes the entire game, right? Because I don't think I've ever met a civil servant who doesn't want to accomplish their mission. Civil servants and contractors and the whole federal scape, they are all here because they believe in a mission, right? The problem comes is the risk assessment when it comes to collaboration and sharing. 
there's just too high of risk. You know, this data set will end me, you know, land me in jail for 50 years if I don't control it properly. So therefore, everything comes back to controlling risk. That can be reduced with technology. That's why those processes improve. And then now that culture of wanting to collaborate, that mission-focused culture, more so than I think even the commercial sector will ever see, can really come forth, and it can come forth organically. The risk piece is so important. I think uh, you, that's part of this culture. It's part of the, the change, part of the process. What goes into kind of addressing that culture challenge? We, we talk about it all the time, right? It's never the technology. It's always the culture. Is it just the small proofs of concepts? It's showing that it can be done. And look, you didn't go to jail type stuff. Or, or what, are you, what are you seeing with your customers? I think it's really, it's actually more of a technical question. So it is the technology. It, it is a technical okay. question. Okay. And, and I'll come back to, yeah. in our previous segment, we talked about how we don't have to copy data, right? That is distinctly different than how everything was done before. When you don't have to copy data, you don't, you're not trying to figure out where that copy is going to be floating, right? And, and we have, in the federal government, you have like government-owned contractor-operated, you have contractor-owned contractor-operated. I've seen so many horror stories of, you know, you put out a procurement, the contractor owns it, they, they own the data, right? And in theory, that is government data, but that's just sort of how our legal system is set up to procure those things. So... If you're able to control those, and then you add on, you know, the basic things that we all have in, you know, role-based access, two-factor authentication, you add all those layers on, plus policy layers, the ability to make your perfect storm um, of, or to reduce, essentially, your perfect storm of things that could happen and automate that now exists. And it's plentiful, and it's, and it's been tested thoroughly in the commercial sector so now all of a sudden that risk factor comes down. And certainly it takes time for people to grow accustomed to that. But diving into the technical chops, you will realize, and, and we're seeing this across the board, is once people dive in, and we're seeing it in the intelligence community, fundamentally the technology is there now to do this. So now it's a question of how do they want to use it. Right? You brought up earlier in our conversation the infrastructure piece, and I think that's a key piece. We're hearing a lot of security as code discussion uh, the software-defined networking, mm -hmm. the idea that you can use code to say Winston can see it on Mondays but not on Tuesdays, or now, okay, now he can see it on Wednesdays, and all that kind of that real-time changing also helps kind of lower that risk. The other side of it is, is the process piece, and that, that's over and above the authorities and the challenges of, of, you know, kind of does Congress approve it or not, but there's always an internal process is that the other thing that agencies are starting to talk a lot about is, okay, how can we improve our processes to make collaboration data sharing safe and secure and easier? Yes. Very much so. And, and I will tell you that, like, you know, I'm here for Snowflake. Snowflake itself does not do that specifically. What we ended up finding was that a lot of the technology companies who build on our platform, which basically says they build an interface and then they use all the tools that our platform provides, they're actually solving those problems. And, and we're hearing the demand, and you know, we don't even have to go and do it. We just point them to all these great vendors, and we're just like, hey, just use one of these guys. They're, they're wonderful. And a lot of those groups are coming out of the IC. They're coming out of high security environments because they understand that problem so well. And I think that's the IC has always been so far ahead of a lot of agencies, post 9-11, the connecting the dots, the sharing. But it seems like uh, the civilian sector is starting to catch up a bit and understand the value, not just of sharing internally, but across agencies. You saw that with 
the pandemic and, and the fraud that happened during the, the pandemic. And all of a sudden there's this recognition of, okay, we can be better. Is that the future? Is that not just fraud, but, but this idea of more agencies are working together to solve a, a bigger problem in, in society? Is that what you're starting to see through the use of better data and collaborative data? I do. I think in a really big picture, the federal government is, as a whole, is looking at the commercial sector and realizing the commercial sector in some ways is outpacing it in innovation. And they want to bring that innovation in. But I also think there's just a general better culture today of saying, hey, look at this other agency. What are they doing? How can we learn from them? There's a, there's a collaboration in culture that's occurring. And, and that's why, in some cases, like you were pointing out, FedCiv has done, uh, has made incredible bounds above and beyond like the DODIC, because DODIC is actually very restricted mm-hmm. from a legal standpoint. And so you're seeing this back and forth trade-off. I think a great example is DevSecOps, right? That really took took hold in the agile and design thinking really took hold in FedCiv before it really took hold in a lot of the DOD um, components. And now in DOD, there's only like 102 software factories, I think. Only a few. We need need a couple hundred more. A couple hundred more. (laughs) Not that many. We don't want to make our friends (laughs) with DOD too mad. A couple of things before, as we we start to to, uh, run out of time on our our, our discussion today. We've talked about ability to collaborate, data-driven, talked about the culture, talked about the process. Are there other challenges that come to mind that agencies still have to cross? Is it just getting comfortable, again, going back to the culture piece, or what else are you seeing as you talk to your agency customers? So one of the things that I advise across the board is rethinking the top-down look, right? Um, we tend to think of architecture design very much top-down. Some, some architect puts it together, an enterprise architect who holds that title. There, the technology exists now where we can organically grow what needs to be done. And those, and you probably heard some of the buzzwords like data mesh and those types of things. Those architectures can be incentivized. And and I think when it comes down to collaboration, once you remove the risk factors, once you remove the technology constraints, what you can do is you can set up the economic incentives for collaboration and then just watch the community grow and you'll see an ecosystem develop naturally and organically in a way that will be healthy and robust, more so than any person could actually design from the start. Winston, we're almost out of time. I've very much enjoyed our conversation today, and I've learned a lot. What's the one message you want to make sure our audience, make sure they walk away with from our our conversation? I definitely think there is a level up in technology, and what it brings to the federal government from a business standpoint is, one, efficiency. Two is that abstraction, the ability to really tie directly to uh, to the mission itself. And the third is the collaboration piece, which we talked about. And so I would just say be aware of those fundamental shifts in how you achieve your mission, because if you design it correctly, if you implement them correctly, if you absorb those correctly, it's going to change the game. And I think we've already started to see some of that. Agencies are really doing a much better job with understanding where their data is and how to use it to drive decisions. Still a long way to go, but... Like a GAO report, progress made, more progress needed. Yeah. <laughs> we are out of time for today, so let me thank my guest. Winston Chang is the Public Sector Chief Technology Officer at Snowflake. Winston, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you, Jason. I'm Jason Miller. You've been listening to the discussion, Innovation in Government, sponsored by Kerasoft on Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search innovation. 
Thank you for listening to the Innovation and in Government Show, sponsored by Kerasoft on Federal News Network. The entire discussion can be found on demand at federalnewsnetwork.com, keyword innovation.